Why did American planes drop wind-up radios over Afghanistan during the Afghanistan war? It is said that during the war, American planes dropped these wind-up radios and broadcasted from the planes that don't be afraid, we're not here to hurt you. And so people on the ground wound up the radios without battery power and they heard these broadcasts. Why during a war would you drop radios and not bombs? Why did Winston Churchill prepare for one hour for every minute of his wartime speech? The answer to these questions can really help us shape and mold and carve our lives. BABS Better Living Be better Do better Shri Swaminarayan Bhagavan Ni Jai Akshar Purushottam Maharaj Ni Jai Gunatitanan Swami Maharaj Ni Jai Pramukh Swami Maharaj Ni Jai Mahanta Swami Maharaj Ni Jai In our previous session we learned about the power of paradigms and the model in which we are carving our own life. That we are the stone, we are the chisel, and we are the sculptors. We learned about the first tool we can use to carve our life, the power of paradigms, models, and thoughts. The paradigm of the self, that we are really not the body, but the Atma, and how that can change our perspective of life. We learned about the paradigm of the big picture of life, of eternity, thinking about dharma, earth, kam, and moksha. But in reality, that's not enough. We need something that can drive us forward because the map is not the territory. We need to also move in life. What inspires us? So why did Winston Churchill practice for hours for every minute of his speech? Why did American planes drop self-powered radios over the Afghanistan country during the Afghan war because they ultimately understood the power of words in life. The second tool we can use to help us mold our life are words. Words are the most powerful force in life. Not only can words create a better life, it can also destroy life. Hinduism tells us the story of the Mahabharat in which two feudal families destroyed dynasties and hundreds and thousands of people died because of a few words. Duryodhan went into the court of the Pandavas in which an illusion was created in the palace, in the entrance. Where there was water, there was actually ground. And where there was ground, there was actually water. And so when Duryodhan went into the water, Draupadi taunted Duryodhan with a few simple words which were the source of the Mahabharata. Draupadi simply said to Duryodhan that a blind man's son is bound to be blind because Duryodhan's father, Dhritarashtra, was blind. And those words hurt Duryodhan so much that it ultimately became the source of the Mahabharata 
in which hundreds and thousands of people died. Words can destroy dynasties. Words can destroy families. How many people have you heard of that have had family conflicts and feuds because of few words that were said? Words can destroy dynasties, they can destroy families, but they can also inspire and motivate people. Have you ever said to your kids that, hey, don't ever do that? And what happened? They ultimately did that. But have you ever explained to your kids the dangers of drugs and the dangers of doing bad things and keeping bad company and the importance of keeping good friends? And if you explain it to it nicely, they end up doing it. Words can motivate and also inspire and they can also change history. Buddhism tells us a story of King Siddharth. He was a great king married to Yashodara and had a child, a prince by the name of Rahul. A very happy man because ultimately he was a king. But one day while he was going through his kingdom and he saw an old man, he asked his charioteer, what is that man? What is he? Why is he hunched like he is? The charioteer said to Siddharth that he actually is an old man and Siddharth ultimately asked the charioteer that what does age have to do with it? Ultimately the charioteer told him that everyone becomes old and when you become old you become frail. Further down he saw a man that was very ill and so a diseased man. And so King Siddharth explained what is that scene? The charioteer said to him that ultimately that this is a disease and people do die of diseases and it happens to all humans. Later he saw a corpse. The charioteer explained to Siddharth a corpse and that ultimately a man dies and there is a concept called death. And those few words ultimately changed the course of life for Siddharth. He said that if everything dies and people get disease and people become old, then the, what's the point of this whole kingdom? Those, whole, those words ultimately changed his entire life. He left his kingdom behind and he became eventually what we know as Buddha and Buddhism was born out of a few words. So think about it. In our own lives, do we use words to help us motivate and empower ourselves? Tools are available all around us. There are all kinds of discourses available on podcasts and YouTube channels to help us mold our life in a better manner. If we can't listen, we can read. But words are very important to shape our lives and to sculpt them in a much better way. But the important thing we must understand is that words aren't enough. Bhagwan Swaminarayan has said something very beautiful in one of his discourses, Sarangpur 3. He says that we may spend 100,000 years listening to discourses and words of spirituality and yet nothing will make a difference. And Bhagwan Swaminarayan says that what is necessary is not just words and listening to the words but also to reflect on those words. That is the next tool that helps us develop our life even more. Siddharth didn't just hear words. What changed his life was what he did after he heard the words. 
He thought and thought and thought of those words. He introspected about all of life. Many times we listen a lot, we read a lot, but how much do we really think about those words? In today's world, in the social media world, so many times we spend more time forwarding than we do processing. Yogiji Maharaj used to tell a very beautiful story in a very simple way of why we need to actually introspect on words and not just listen to them. Yogiji Maharaj used to say that when we used to go, when we go to buy something at a store, after buying it, do we leave it there or do we bring it home with us? The important thing is not just buying something, but is actually bringing it home to us. The same thing with spiritual discourses. It's not about just listening to words. It's also about introspecting and bringing it home. Because many times in life, there are small adjustments that constantly need to be made in life. And if we don't think about them, we end up just going in circles. It is said that scientists have committed many experiments on human beings. That if humans are given an infinite plane to walk upon and are told to walk in a straight line, invariably humans in the long term will ultimately always walk in circles. Because without an external source of reference, we can never walk in a straight line. We always need to examine where we are and where we are going. So introspection is actually asking the right questions about ourselves. Sometimes we become experts in extrospection rather than experts in introspection. Think about it. We know more about the far side of the moon. We know more about the stars and black holes and quasars and galaxies and the universe than we know about our own selves. We try to make other people better. We know a lot about other people. We complain about other people. But what have we done to change ourselves? The only person we can really change. A group of children were asked to take part in an essay contest. The question was very simple. What would you do to improve the world? And so many children entered the contest. But the child that won actually wrote only three sentences. He wrote question, sentence number one, I'm a very mischievous boy. Sentence number two, my parents don't like me being mischievous. And sentence number three, from today I pledge that I will not be mischievous. Why did the child win? Because ultimately the judges that were judging the contest the question was, what would you do to improve the whole world? The judges ultimately said that therein lies the, the answer. If we can first of all understand that we have a problem, that other people can also have problems because of our problems, and if we can take a pledge to improve our problems, then that is the answer to improving the world. Introspection, changing ourselves is so very important. The greatest lesson we can learn from spirituality and the greatest lesson we can learn from the great sages and seers and scriptures of Hinduism is that ultimately we need to look within in our own lives to introspect. That is the tool we can use to shape our life in a better way. In our life, let's take a few minutes every day to reflect. How can I make my life better, not just for me, but for those around me? Many times people say that I don't have time for introspection and how can I really 
in my busy lifestyle make time to introspect a very good article that i read recently talked about five important things in life it said that if you're too busy for these five things then you're way more off course than you think what are those five things if you don't have time to number 1 organize your own life if you don't have time number 2 to plan and invest in your own life and your future if you don't have time to track the important metrics of life if you don't have time to meditate and pray in life and fifth if you don't have time to move towards your goals how can we ever be happy these five things require us to spend time for life so today we've learned about the importance of two other tools that we need to make our life better to carve ourselves into a better version of ourselves the tools that we learned about are first of all the importance of paradigms and models in life that we are the atma not the body we learn about the big picture of life that ultimately moksha is necessary and thinking about moksha is necessary in life we learn about the paradigms of life and we also learn about the second tool of life words the third tool of life introspection and so ultimately we have to remember that we are the stone we are the chisel and we are the sculptor we have to carve ourselves and make ourselves into better versions of ourselves and in that paradigms are the model words are the chisel and introspection is the guide happy sculpting bps better living